Welcome to the Supremely Intercontinental Puckcast, a podcast about fake little hockey guys. I'm your host, Ian Constable, GM of the Banff Rockies. No! Welcome to Episode 7 of the Puckcast. On today's show, we will meet the newest GM in, in the SICHL, Jeff Caldwell, GM of the Portland Buckaroos. Later in overtime, Boston Colonials GM Gary Graves and I will discuss this year's awards. So let's get right to it. Here's Jeff Caldwell, GM of the Portland Buckaroos. But be careful, because Buckaroos a bad-tempered old mule. And at any moment, he might decide to buck, buck, buckaroo for a buckaroo good time. All right. I would really like to welcome now to the the podcast Jeff Caldwell, or as he's going to be known, J.D. Caldwell, uh, and the GM of the Portland Buckaroos. Welcome to the show. How are you, Jeff? Uh, doing good, Ian. Good, good. So um, I, I talked to another a number of GMs around the league, and uh, and they wanted to know a number of things about you, and, and uh, they wanted, of course, to welcome you, as I do, to, to the SICHL, and you've been with us uh, for a while already. But now officially as a GM. Uh, first question: Where are you from? Oh, I I grew up in Tumwater, Washington, home of a uh, Olympia Brewing Company. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I I, uh, I grew up there, and then I but I moved around up and down the uh, west coast of the uh, U.S. here, living in Oregon and Northern California, but uh, never further south than about. 200 kilometers of the Oregon border. I, I didn't get quite that far into California. Okay, I've traveled. Uh, I've traveled the coastline there in Oregon and uh, Oregon and California uh, a number mm-hmm. of times. It's absolutely beautiful there. So, so you yeah, live in I, I you to, live in a beautiful area of the world for sure. So yeah, I went to school at Tom, Humboldt State University though. Okay, right there in the redwoods. So that's what my connection to Northern California. Right, great. Uh, so first question. Really important one here. What is the best Oregon brewery, and why is it Great Notion or Cascade? <laughs> well, well, I like uh, the Great Northern, uh, but my my favorite is uh, Porter Brewing here in uh, Redmond. Okay. Uh, they serve up. They serve up. Uh, it's a real small, uh, new brewery, but they serve up uh, English style ales, cask condition, uh, just like in the old days, just uh, a pump. Uh, pump handle. They, they pump it out of the the cask when you're there, so not a lot of carbonation. So, and uh, I'm a stout drinker, so just in time stout is my my favorite there. Plus, they they also um, have hockey games on the, their big screen there, which is isn't always a given around this part of the country. Right. <laughs> well, that's a, definitely a bonus, and I think when the borders reopen, uh, you might have some visitors from. From uh, just north of the border, coming down to to try those out. So that sounds great. Yep. And uh, yeah. How did you uh, discover the SICHL? Well, I was in a uh, Simon T uh, league, a, a WHL league, actually, and still am. And sort of uh, wanted to expand out to the NHL, so I checked checked the boards, and uh, uh, I think there was some um, there's an advertisement for that you were needing some. It was probably an old, old, old post that was on there, and started looking into the league and really 
liked what I saw with the league on, on the website and uh, a lot of the extras that uh, are in the SICHL compared to other uh, uh, sim leagues that uh, really caught my eye. And as I told Mark, I said I didn't mind waiting to get into for a good league. Um, I could have gone into some others real quick and, mm-hmm. and easy, but they wouldn't be the same as I think the quality of league I hope I'm getting into here. Yeah. Well, I know we're definitely proud of it, and we're we're really happy to have you here. And I mean, I I find it funny when I say we are because um, I'm extremely new to it myself. Like the league's been around for over 20 years, and I've only been in. This will be my. Will it be my uh, third year coming up or fourth year? It'll be. This will be my fourth year coming up myself. So, um, I I found it to be just an incredible league myself. So. Uh, I'm, I'm sure over that time you've you've uh, talked to a number of different GMs while you've been while you were helping out uh, Sam and the Denver Rapids. Um, have you uh, uh, so have you uh, become friends with anybody in the league? Any other GMs over that time or like um, well, conversations would, or? Yeah, I wouldn't consider them friends at, at this point. But, yeah, uh, I think. Uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't know anybody coming into the league, but uh, I've been starting to make some contacts. And yeah. I, I was talking to Don Whitehorse and, and keep pushing them on. Are they going to have that prospects tournament up there in Penticton that I'd like to uh, come up and see? But mm-hmm. if if they'd let me in the country, that is. So, <laughs> uh, so and then, of course, uh, they had, had uh, uh you know, a little back and forth with some others. Uh, I th- you know, there were a lot of them were inquiring when I became the interim coach of the team. Uh, were inquiring about players because it was right before the trade deadline, and uh, I was sort of pushing them off and saying, "No, oh, you got to talk to Sam about that. I'm just a coach. <laughs> you know, he's the GM still." Yeah. So I uh, just tried to slow down the the uh, the uh, vampires there a little bit. So. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're at the doors already. Uh, so you chose the Portland Buckaroos uh, for your city and team name. Reasons behind uh, that, other than living in Oregon? Uh, not really. I just wanted to stick it to Vancouver Island. <laughs> uh, you know, I found out a- afterwards that that's where their uh, minor league team is. But uh, uh, but really, the uh, Buckaroos uh, they they played at the you know they played at the highest level in Oregon. Okay. In history, I think back back in the fifties and sixties, back in the old WHL, and and it's a fun name, the Buckaroos. So, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and so, your minor league team. Have you thought about where you're going to locate your minor league team then, and maybe a team name for them? Yeah, I think I'm going to move them from Sioux Falls to uh, uh, Bend, Oregon, and uh, the. A team name would be the Central Oregon Cowboys to go along the yeah. lines with the Buckaroos. So, so um, I live about uh, 15 miles out of Bend. So that's here in Central Oregon is where, where I'm at. Perfect. Very fitting. That sounds great. Uh, so you're taking over the what was the Denver Rapids. Uh, initial thoughts on your roster? Well, when I took over from the... Uh, the interim coaching duties, I was a little surprised that we couldn't get some momentum and get into the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, last year to, as the interim coach. I mean, we've got some uh, good young uh, nucleus there that 
And looking at the roster now, uh, before the re-rates, uh, I think we could pull, fill up a, almost a full team now, And uh, although we could use a winger. So I think that it's a good good young team with a lot of talent, and I think we can do some good things this year. Absolutely. That is a that is a very good young team. Uh, completely agreed. And uh, so strategy coming in, uh, you thinking of keeping things low-key, or you coming in blazes, uh, guns a-blazing, as the buckaroos, buckaroos might? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'll be more low-key than than that i think you know this is a good team and i don't want to uh, mess them up uh, or tear them down either, either way but uh, you know some some moves are going to be necessary but i really want to uh, uh, get the team out on the ice and see see how they perform a little bit before i start making a lot of new moves yeah i understand that absolutely but how tempting do you find it to to just be like going going for it right away like a really good roster, really like you said, a good long, young nucleus uh, could add some, uh, could use some of those pieces to add some like um, real firepower of, of some aging guys pretty quickly. Is there is there a temptation for that, or you're you're happy for that slow build and longer term success? Well, I think it's, you know it's got a good foundation that the team does, and uh, it's very tempting. Uh, it's a good team. Uh, but I don't, I've never been one to like to sell the farm either. Even right. in, if I think I'm going to uh, go all the way, I'm I'm not going to just uh, uh, get rid of all my prospects to get some talent where I think I think can get me over the hump. I always want to protect that farm system. Yeah. Okay, and I get that absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, with this team not being an expansion team, it's in quite good shape. So even without making those big moves, what do you think your chances are this year going for the championship right now? Well, I think it's a very good chance, uh, depending on the coaching. Um, I think, uh, you know, this team's got a really good chance to compete. And I think, uh, you know, there's a couple moves that can be made that can uh, fill the holes, which there aren't very many of mm -hmm. uh, going forward. So I think we can uh, compete for the uh, for the playoffs right away. Any one player that just people call him, people call him, people call him, but just won't go anywhere. They, that one guy, or maybe even a couple of them that, uh, that are, don't even bother trying or. Well, I haven't heard any inquiries about these two guys, but their, their names happen to be Carter Hart and Thatcher Demko. <laughs> uh, probably no surprise there. Uh, Gonna keep, gonna keep those two together. That's a pretty good pair going. That's going a nice forward. tandem in that going forward. Absolutely. Uh, anyone, anyone on the block right away? I know our listeners will be. You might be getting uh, as soon as this airs. You might be getting about twenty-five emails <laughs> right away. But any players on the block? Well, um, I think the uh, once we remove the uh, franchise tag, which I think the uh, SICHL insider had already broke the news about this, is uh, uh, is about uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, with that tandem that I spoke of just before, right. uh, it makes sense to uh, move out Fleury while he's still high-quality uh, goaltender and, and can get a good return. Yeah. While, while expendable, he sure is a, a top-notch goalie, that's for sure. So. 
expendable with what you have in the system, I mean, right? Um, right. And then this leads to the next question on, on uh, being uh, on trading, I guess. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being super cagey and 10 being, I would love to grab your 6, 26-year-old ECHL prospects for my first rounder. How gullible would you say are? <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, with uh, one being super cagey, I'll, I'll give myself a three. Okay. I do I do a fair amount of research before I'll pull the trigger on any any moves. I I don't uh, um, even though we're the buckaroos, I don't usually shoot from the hip. Perfect. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, okay, another one to ten rating scale question here. How willing are you to trade? One being, don't even contact me, and ten being, hi, my name is Gary. Well, uh, since my name isn't Gary, I'll, I'll go with an eight. Okay. I'll be, uh, uh, not quite a ten because, in fact, my name is not Gary. Right. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, sounds like you are you are very willing to trade, but. Uh, but it's not you're not going to do it at the expense of the team. That sounds great, and not that anybody in here would do that anything at the expense of the team. That's not what I'm saying with that. Oh, of uh, course not. May not have even been my question. Uh, which GM do you expect to get fleeced by first? And are there any GMs you've been warned about? I haven't got any warnings yet, but I, I figure uh, if I'm going to name a team, it'd probably be Fredericton. Uh, <laughs> since why not he's the commissioner i'll just pick on him <laughs> right that sounds good well i can think of uh i can think of 27 other teams uh that that uh, I'd, I'd warn you about 27 other gms <laughs> not not myself but there's 27 other ones that you got to watch out for uh, okay with the Thanks team being the based in portland uh the obvious rivalry that comes to mind would be seattle but do you envision any other rivalries off the bat well, um, rivalry, uh, one rivalry I think that's uh, sort of brew brewing pretty quickly is the one with the Vancouver Island Norsemen. Um, I think that uh, that uh, got off to uh, a great start there. I think, uh, you know, Seattle, I haven't really been in contact with uh, Seattle at all. Um, I think the divisional rivals, they'll, they'll start up as we get going along here and get a feel for the uh, league. Mm -hmm. uh, being a Shark and a Canuck fan in that other league, I hate Vegas. So uh, something <laughs> may end up building with the Aces over time. Okay, that sounds good. And and not really that far apart in uh, geographically either, right? So there you go. Yep. Uh, yep. So you mentioned in, you're in the WHL uh, Sim League. Any other fantasy leagues, hockey, football, Quidditch? <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I started, uh, playing, um, uh, so, sort of simulation leagues, mm -hmm. uh, way, way back. Uh, I, I'm talking like the early seventies and playing those board games and playing by mail where oh, wow. we would, uh, fill out our, our coaching instructions and mail them to the opponent and they would play, they would play the game. Uh, I, don't like the term uh, fantasy. I don't play fantasy leagues, so right. I don't. I sort of turn my nose up at that terminology. Uh, I, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to explain to people. Oh, no, I'm not playing in fantasy leagues. I'm playing in, uh, you know, sim leagues or, right. or something like that, and try to explain to them that uh, every nuance of a of of a game is 
is crucial. It's not like in football where it's all just the skill players and you don't care about your offensive line and your defensive line, special teamers and all that. So I've been playing in uh, a league with uh, Action PC Football, and it's uh, uh, the uh, league I'm in is a Seattle-based league. And uh, the great thing about that is we got a 24-team league, and we uh, end up until this year because of COVID, uh, we get it together for a, a, a draft where we all come together there in, in uh, South Seattle and um, go through the drafts in, in person that way, which is always fun. And this is the first year we haven't done it. And that league actually started uh, with the APBA football back in the 70s as a, uh, with playing with board games. And, and they would actually go from house to house and play their their games back in there. And then I, I play action PC hockey, uh, the Continental Hockey Association there. Uh, similar type setup there, but this the the teams are more spread out, so we don't have that kind of uh, you know uh, draft uh, uh, event like we do in the football. And then I just play some of the out of the park baseball sims where I don't know. I'm sort of a glut for part punishment. I started with the uh, 1983 Seattle Mariners and see if I could turn those, them into a, a winner. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, yep. So that, yeah, I play a, a number of different uh, leagues like that, but not not uh, the um, typical fantasy leagues. Okay. Wow. It uh, sounds like you're actually quite quite experienced with uh, with the sim leagues and everything coming in. So uh, everybody be be ready because uh, we have. We have a veteran coming in. That's for sure. That's that's going to be tough. Uh, I'm I'm actually hearing that uh, that you would be getting together with that group uh, every year up to this year. Uh, I'm actually going to skip ahead another an extra question here and saying that uh, we're actually two years away from hopefully uh, attend the next summit, which is in Toronto in 2022. Uh, are you planning on uh, attending? Yeah, if they uh, let me in the country, uh, I'd love to. I mean, I've been, uh, you know, since I first started uh, uh, reading up about your league, been looking forward to that opportunity and wish that I'd gone to the Edmonton. It sounded like a a whole lot of fun up there. Absolutely. Uh, All right. Well, that's great. Um, What are you hoping to get out of the SICHL? Well, I, uh, fame. I think uh, that's the most important thing to, to me. Um, no, but ma- mainly the uh, uh, com- camaraderie that comes along with the well-run league. I mean, uh, sometimes uh, you get in a, a not too well-organized leagues, and there's not a lot of camaraderie there. But I, I've already, you know, in the six months that I've been involved here, at least you know, involved from the fringes, is that uh, I've really enjoyed the camaraderie and. And all the uh, Twitter activity and, and and all that. So that's that's mainly what I I'd like to get out of it. Excellent. And what do you see foresee as your favorite part of the league being whether it be draft day, free agency, re-rates, start of the season, uh, impromptu golfing summits, maybe um, <laughs> any anything like that 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 uh, you look you look forward to most in your in your other leagues or. Well, until until the summit uh, uh, in Toronto, I think uh, I'll go with uh, draft day. Draft day is always the funnest in the, in the leagues. It 
you know, sometimes it gets your adrenaline pumping in the first round to see if that player you want is real, is going to end up being there, and then then uh, then the despair when <laughs> when he goes right before you, right before you, <laughs> take, takes the player you want yeah. or need it. So uh, uh, that's that's the main thing. I, I've also uh, you know put out some feelers there, maybe to the. Uh, uh, to the group there in uh, Vancouver or something is maybe, you know, like to see about uh, setting up different pods or something like that for uh, uh, on draft days and, and nice. you know, off summit years. Right. Of course, uh, uh, to have some groups like that. So I've just been sort of feeling around, see what, see what guys have been doing in the past and, and would like to do, be involved with something like that. So. Absolutely. Yep. And a great group of guys, as as uh, as you've seen and as you've mentioned. So I'm sure that that kind of stuff will will get going there. Um, Jeff, this has been an absolute pleasure, and we're thrilled to have you in the league. Um, I looking for I'm looking forward to uh, to meeting you myself uh, personally, and uh, and competing against you, and and uh, and having some have some trades that help both sides, of course. And and it's been really nice getting to know you here. Yep. If, uh... Any of you guys out there? Fire, I'll buy you a beer. Wonderful. Looking forward to it. Thanks again. That's Jeff Caldwell. That's uh, the new GM of the Portland Buckaroos. Not so new to the league as he's been in the league uh, coaching the Denver Rapids for the past year or so, all or half a year. But uh, welcome to the league, Jeff, and thanks for the interview. Yep. Thanks again. Well, since that interview with Jeff, the rebates have been posted, and that Buckaroos team is looking really scary. Next up on Overtime, Boston Colonials GM Gary Graves and I will discuss the recent SICHL awards. In overtime! All right, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, and of course here to Overtime, Gary Graves, GM of the Boston Colonials. Gary, how are you doing? I am doing great, Ian. Thanks for having me back. It's uh, been a long summer. Um, lots of scouting for me for my uh, for my upcoming draft, but yeah, I miss 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 the uh, SICHL. So I like how it's your upcoming draft now. <laughs> but, well, uh, <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Um, I'm super excited about that myself. Uh, I know I've been uh, watching lots of uh, lots of highlights from the KHL and from other leagues that are already going, and of course. Uh, we have, we still have, uh, we have another league, uh, some some other league over there that's uh, that's been playing some hockey in the summer, which has been fun to watch too. But uh, but nothing nothing tops our SICHL, and we're going to talk about the SICHL awards on this overtime. Uh, why don't we get started with the uh, the Continental Cup? Of course, we know we know that Nova Scotia won that Continental Cup their very first this year. Um, they won in four four games to one over the Nova Sco- or the sorry the Las Vegas Aces, uh, and uh, a little bit tighter than that four uh, one series will uh, will will show. But um, what what do you what did you think about that series? Well, I did pick them to take it in six, so I did predict that pretty close, right? But I think that was more of a try to a reverse uh, reverse psychology prediction where. Dustin would have won, and we would have been happy in the world. But uh, I mean, congrats to Eric. Uh, 
deserved for sure. His team is is excellent, and um, yeah, I mean, what can you say? It was it's just a good, good solid team he has there, and uh, and uh, deserved uh, winner this year. So even if it is the Canadian Conference, <laughs> and, and you know what, um, he he sure wrote up a, an incredible uh, awards show and uh i i had a lot of fun reading that one that was a that was sure a blast uh and of and you know what the canadian conference they just uh raked in all the awards when it came to team awards this year the commissioner trophy also went to canadian conference team the acadia golden bears they actually won by uh the commissioner trophy by five points over havana who i believe havana was actually leading the the league for for a while there um but uh, but Acadia really started pulling away at there at the end and uh, and another another big award for the Canadian Conference and the Acadia Golden Bears. Meh, I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's a nice trophy to have and, and I'm actually kind of jealous that I didn't never ever won one. But um, I think actually I was pretty close one year. But uh, anyway, but like I say, congrats to Guy too. I mean, it's that's a, a great accomplishment. But if you don't win the cup, uh, I mean, what is the commissioner's trophy really, right? So it's like second second place at a dance or whatever. Uh, but uh, no, it, it's uh, it's been a, a good year for the Canadian Conference, but I, I hope to see the World Conference back on top next year. So, right. uh, And you, you know I'm going to say that, right? So, uh, Of course, of course. <laughs> but I'm just going to jump down. I know we were going to go through the awards in, in a certain order, but I just thought, you know, the Canadian Conference won the Continental Cup they won the Commissioner's Trophy, and I just remembered that the Penticton Clam Jumpers also won the Global Hockey Association Championship for for the Farm League, uh, the GHA. So, uh, boy, the Canadian Conference all the way around. Con- congratulations to to the uh, Penticton uh, Clam Jumpers, and of course the the GM uh, Don Morrison, uh, Tampa Bay Re- uh, Rebellion, uh, Havana's farm team. Uh, we're the runner runners up this year, but uh, a big congratulations once again to a Canadian Conference team. I, I was going to say what league again, uh, <laughs> but but then again we but my, my farm team won last year, so okay. to me the G, to me the GHA is my uh, is my bread and butter right now, and and I'm looking forward to a, a hopefully a couple more championships in that league before we work our way back up to the SICHL. Uh, prominence again someday but yeah there's another good GM that you kind of want to see have some success in in Don Morrison uh, good guy I uh, haven't haven't met him personally but I'm sure he's a good guy from what I'm hearing uh, well no he is um, so yeah it's it's good to see is it claim jumpers or clam jumpers I like clam jumpers better <laughs> <laughs> maybe I've been saying it wrong this whole time I thought it was clam jumpers maybe I've been saying it wrong who knows well let's get into those individual trophies uh, let's start off with the big one, the Wayne Gretzky Trophy. This, of course, is the, the league's most valuable player as voted on by the SICHL Writers Association. Uh, I'll let you take it away on this one. So, yeah, I was uh, fortunate to be part of that Writers Association this year. Um, it was pretty uh, pretty big honor to be able to, to vote on those awards. Uh, so I think we, we had two rounds of voting, and, and you were on that uh, – that association as well and and we'll get your take after but sure. uh, i think initially we had to come up with five players out of a list of players that we thought were um in 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 the running for that that mvp 
uh, trophy. And, and so I, I, I basically, and here's the order I, I placed them in that round one mm -hmm. was uh, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, obviously 112 points, uh, ran away with the, the scoring, league scoring. I mean, that's, that deserves uh, the MVP right there, right? And then, uh, uh, but then you also had some other good players in terms of John Carlson, Steven Stamkos. Um, Carlson had 85 points uh, as a defenseman, 71 assists, and, and led uh, Nova Scotia's team in, in points. A uh, huge part of Nova Scotia's success this year. Um, then you had Stamkos. Uh, I picked uh, Sean Couturier, who had a 98-point season for Acadia, and also John Gibson, who had an incredible uh, run for uh, the Huskies in, in terms of a two two uh, point or uh, two twelve um, you know goals against average a nine twenty five save percentage of forty six wins that was pretty incredible um, and we'll we'll talk more goalies later on when we talk about the Dryden Award because I think Devin Dubnik had fifty one wins so uh, some good some good solid goaltending and but I thought from the perspective of the Whitehorse Huskies that perhaps Gibson could have been uh, considered as an MVP there. So I'm not sure who you mm -hmm. had selected, but I know um, Dreisaitl ended up winning the award. But um, And and the, and, the, and the funny thing is, in round two, when I was to submit the, the bid, uh, the uh, my votes again, for some reason I put Carlson as my first um, player in that list to, to win that MVP, and I, and I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking, yeah, he had a great year with Nova Scotia. He was that MVP for Nova Scotia, but... I wasn't thinking for some reason I had a brain fart. And I, I, sh I mean, ultimately, I should have put Dreisaitl, but uh, sorry, Jeff, but I did put Carlson. But <laughs> th thankfully, I think the right winner was chosen in Dreisaitl there. So well, what was your your kind of thoughts on that? I actually, yeah, I, uh, mine were a little bit different. Um, I actually had Steven Stamkos, number one. Um, okay. You know, uh, Stamkos... Um, he carried that Philly team, right? That, and that and that Philly team, what a run he took them on to uh, to make it uh, into the playoffs and and everything. I thought uh, I, I thought he was really deserving of uh, of being a most valuable player to his team. While he was, uh, uh, I know that um, I know that Drysaddle took him in the in the points, but I thought that Stamkos was just uh, just a bit more important to his team personally. He, uh, I know plus minus isn't uh, isn't a stat that's looked upon like in a huge way anymore for sure, but uh, but he also had just a huge plus minus there um, to go along with that. I had Leon uh, second. I actually had Barkov third. Uh, Barkov again, uh, um, really talk about carrying a team uh, with with Stockholm. Barkov uh, had pretty big shoulders there. John Carlson I had in fourth. Um, like you said, a great, uh, great season. Um, definitely um, most valuable player uh, worthy. But uh, but I the one that um, I don't know how many other people had um, was my fifth one, UC St UC Saros. And uh, okay. talk about an unexpected just run for a um, uh, for a team and for a player. I thought Saros without without him, uh, Berno. Uh, just would not have been where they were. So I had Soros in that fifth spot for myself. So I, I know we didn't, we didn't. Uh, I don't know if you had talked about him either, but uh, one of the names I don't know if you mentioned, I didn't mention, was Vasilevsky. He got, to, he was one of the runners up actually in the end. Did you have, did you have Vasilevsky on your list? 
Uh, I had him on in my list for goaltending, right. but but not for MVP. And, okay. and like I say, I was surpri- I was surprised when I saw him in that final uh, or the second round of voting. So, uh, but uh, I I know I didn't uh, I didn't vote for him uh, okay. in either round. So, well, actually, I had a my, great sec- season. my second round. Well, I, re- I really and, can't and complain right. about him being in there in the runners up. That's for sure. He definitely had a great season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay, well. Very different, very different voting from a number of people, and and uh, but Leon Drysaddle sounds like he was, um, if he wasn't number one, he was number number two, and uh, and and with all those votes coming in together, uh, there he was number one in the end. So Leon Drysaddle, very deserving uh, MVP Wayne Gretzky Award. Uh, let's move on now to the uh, President's Choice Award. The President's Choice Award. Now we we didn't vote on this. But the most three-star selections uh, gets the President's Choice Award, and once again, it fits Leon Drysdale. Um, uh, just, just a huge season, like you said, in every statistical category: uh, first in points, second in goals, um, fourth in assists in the league, and in plus-minus. He, he was just—it all led to him having uh, many three-star selections uh, and a really consistent season from Leon Drysdale. And uh, wins that uh, wins that President's Choice Award. I see that Vasilevsky uh, was a runner-up, as were Robin Leonard in Calgary and Steven Stamkos. So uh, Stamkos, a name that just keeps coming up, and Vasilevsky as well. But uh, but Leon Drysaddle, very deserving of that President's Choice Award. Well, it's funny Drysaddle with with 112 points, and I think McDavid had 80 or 81, something like that. I was like, mm-hmm. he said McDavid who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 30. He had what, um, yeah, thirty-one more points than uh, than Connor, but uh, yeah. but they're both on his team, right? So <laughs> they're both on Havana there. So yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go next to the Yari Curry Award. Uh, of course, the awarded to the player who is most valuable to his team over the course of the playoffs, and that's chosen by the commissioner and deputy commissioner. Uh, even though Freddie wasn't in there, uh, I was expe- I was kind of expecting to see an express maybe get a runner-up or something in here. But uh, no, of course we have uh, Officer Bobrovsky winning it. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, <laughs> the Nova Scotia Schooners, winning the uh, winning the Continental Cup, and uh, and their goalie really uh, really took him on a run there. He he uh, lost games uh, two and three in the in the Calgary series, but. Other than that, he never he never lost two games in a row the rest of the entire playoffs. So um, that was a, a big win for for Bob and uh, for Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah, huge. That's for sure. Um, I wonder what uh, Nova Scotia looks like this year for for net, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> Shots fired. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. So Yari Curry goes to Bob. We don't we don't actually have. Um, we don't have runners-up for that one, so uh, that is the uh, Yari Curry Trophy. We're going to move on now to the Bobby Orr Trophy. Bobby Orr Trophy, of course, uh, the defenseman deemed most exceptional at his position, uh, voted on by the SICHL Writers Association. Uh, we have John Carlson as the winner. Um, Brent Burns in Havana was a runner-up, and Mark Giordano in Calgary uh, for the Calgary Mustangs and of course Alex Peter Angelo of the Reykjavik Riders um, was uh, the next runner-up so who did you vote for for the uh, for the or okay uh, so first time around uh, second time around pretty 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 similar um, I had Carlson first uh, of course uh, again 
85 points, a great season, 71 assists, uh, led basically Nova Scotia th- their charge to the regular season. Uh, I'm not sure what he did in the playoffs, but I think he had a pretty decent playoffs as well. But um, again, it's hard to argue with an 85 point season, right? So, uh, and then I had Burns a second. I mean, he, I mean, his season wasn't that much worse than Carlson. He had an 80 point season, so. Between Burns and Carlson, both both could have went either way, right? So, and it's obvious to see why he was a, a runner-up. So I had Burns second. Uh, I had Pietrangelo third. Um, he had a sixty-point season, but a, a pretty good plus thirty-three um, uh, for the Riders. Um, so I thought that was pretty good. And then I had Gio Giordino uh, as fourth, and and again that could have went either way from third to fourth. He had an eighty-one point season, so um, uh, so there really some solid uh, offensive, def- uh, defensive, uh, offensive defensemen this year in terms of points, right? That that, um, and sometimes I, I like to see a little bit of the plus-minus, uh, you know, the defense as well. Um, and for the, the the actually for another guy that I had on my my original list was England um, from um, who split the season between the Wheat Kings and and uh, the Norsemen. He had 43 points, but a plus 38. So oh, yeah. um, I, I had him as a as a write-in vote. But at the end of the day, when we had to vote for three choices in the second round of voting, uh, I had Carlson first, Burns second, and Alex uh, Petrangelo third, former Colonial, of course. And uh, <laughs> I traded him away uh, too. So, but Carlson, like I think, uh, I have no problem uh, giving him that um, that award. So. Um, Sorry, Jeff. I mean, Brent Burns is pretty solid too. So, and actually, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if Burns had a won that last year. So, okay, perfect. Yeah, mine uh, mine were actually identical to how it finished off. Um, I had Carlson winning it, uh, Brent Burns second, Giordano third, uh, Peter Angelo fourth, and I had actually my my fifth guy uh, that I don't know who was fifth actually in the end, but I had Victor Hedman as my uh as my fifth guy so uh but Derek Angland yeah absolute great choice and and he really takes care of business in his own end and actually he added in some uh, some offense this year so um yeah Angland definitely a, a good choice as well all right let's uh move on from the Bobby Orr and we're going to move on to the Ken Dryden which is the goaltender who's considered to have been the most valuable to his team over the course of the regular season and again this is voted on by the SICHL Writers Association. So we had something pretty surprising here. We had our first tie that I've heard of in this. So uh, we had uh, Vasilevsky and John Gibson. And um, how did you, how did you see this one? Uh, so in, in terms of this one, I could tell you who I said, submitted the first time around. So it was... Josh Gibson being that that first overall for me, um, sparkling 212 um, goals against average. I mean, Vasilevsky is 2.21. Uh, that's pretty good as well. They both had identical save percentages. Um, I think Josh Gibson had 46 uh, wins to Vasilevsky's 44. I mean, both great seasons. Uh, I had Vasilevsky third, actually. I had Devin Dubnik second um, because of his 51 wins. Uh, so he had a t- uh, 233 goals against average, but a 51 wins was pretty incredible for, uh, I want to say KC, right? So, yeah. So um, <laughs> I forget whose teams are on now. But right. uh, anyway, um, 
And my fourth choice uh, that first time around was Freddie Anderson, uh, who had a 2.39 goals against average of 47 wins and a 9.22 save percentage. But uh, here's the kicker. I had Ben Bishop as my fifth. Uh, he only had 27 wins. He had a, a 2.24 goals against average and a 9.26 save percentage, but he missed two months. Yep. So I'm thinking you get those two months back for London, what do those numbers look like possibly in, in the top three or, or even uh, who knows, right? So, uh, And no disrespect to Van Matt Murray, of course, uh, who I, I'm sure Matt loves uh, dearly uh, for his team. But uh, And actually, and that's a perfect lead into a story. Uh, so I'm going to spill the beans here. So the Van Matt Murray uh, Twitter account, uh, I've been behind that since day one. Um, what? I'll tell, of, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a little story about that. <laughs> Uh, I remember the 2019 rankings came out, and and Matt had said, uh, I think on Twitter something about 68 for Matt Murray. That's insane, um, or or whether maybe it was on the forums somewhere. He was uh, talking about Matt Murray's uh, re-rate of 68. I'm thinking, well, okay, that was whatever. We're kind of weird, but but he's yeah. You know, <laughs> and I kind of looked at at Matt, Matt, or Matt Murray's stats and then anyway so i was scrolling through twitter one afternoon and i saw uh, nhl players um you know boasting up their uh, ratings uh for nhl 19 the the video game and you know uh you know kind of bringing in other teammates and uh, and talking about hey like my rating is whatever this year uh, <laughs> and 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 i think man wouldn't that be funny if i could get uh, a copy of Matt Murray from the uh, uh, a graphic from the the 2019 NHL 2019 game, and get a 68 rating thrown on there, and throw up throw it up on a Twitter account. So I I messaged Norm, who's done a little bit of vi- uh, graphic editing, to see if he can pull that off for me. So we get an image, uh, and he does the he actually and I actually retweeted that image today as Van Matt Murray. Um, because that was classic, and I and I think Matt uh, enjoyed it, the the fact that that somebody did that, and I got a I think he got a chuckle out of it, and I'm sure uh, we'll, we'll find it in the comments section. But and then I just and then I just kind of ran with it. I didn't I wasn't intending on running that account uh, like as a as a full time gig or anything, uh, just uh, or or even going be much beyond that uh, that initial tweet. But I kept it up for these what three years or so, and. Uh, and uh, I found a, a backup picture where when, when he was on the bench all the time, I found a picture that looked like the Norseman's uniforms. And and uh, I just kind of ran with it as a joke. But uh, I, I thought it was kind of funny. That's perfect. I, I, I thought it was time to, to out that today and just uh, <laughs> and, and just let people know, that, hey, I'm, I'm Van Matt Murray. And it was, it was kind of a, a joke, but kind of I thought, thought kind of funny. So <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, unfortunately, Matt Murray was uh, shut out of the Dryden voting here that that I saw, but um, but I'll I'll let you know who I had for the Dryden. Uh, and actually, those top two I had: uh, John Gibson and Andre Vasilevsky, uh, both uh, one and two. I didn't actually make it a tie myself, but um, but I had them one and two. My third it goes back to what I was talking about for the Gretzky. I had UC Soros just because of of how he uh, really carried um, really carried Bruno uh, into uh, into the playoffs there. Um, a, really an incredible year f- from him. And then let's see who had fourth. Ben Bishop. Um, just a, an awesome uh, how many games he played. He was fantastic 
that 926 save percentage, and he was just great. And then Robin Leonard I had as my fifth guy. All right, let's move along uh, past the uh, past that and move on to the Tamu Solani Trophy for the Rookie of the Year. And uh, that one went to Brady Kachuk. You can't argue with that. Brady Kachuk, what an incredible year. And uh, a little bit choked at myself for uh, uh, trading off my pick that year. Who, who uh, well, actually, the, Don didn't even take Brady Kachuk, but he sure took a good one in Quinn Hughes himself. So uh, picks four and five that year, pretty awesome. Uh, Quinn Hughes and Brady Kachuk. But Brady Kachuk, rookie of the year this past year. The Solani and the runners-up were Zach Rensky and Pierre-Luc Dubois, both of Fredericton. But uh, Brady Kachuk and the uh, Seattle Grunge were really happy with his year. And uh, 66 points, 308 shots from a rookie, and 227 hits as well. Just yeah. just an all-round incredible player. And you love those Kachuk guys, absolutely. So what, what about yourself? What, how would you vote on, the, on that one? I think the, the 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 fact that Brady Kachuk won uh, that was a no-brainer. I mean, 66 points, 34 goals, right? So yeah. 34 goals, 32 assists. I, that was the easy one. Then I started looking at uh, Frederick and, and and seeing that he had Wierenski, Dubois, <laughs> Debrinkat, all with 53 uh, points, 57 points, 52 points. I was like, oh my goodness, like this is going to be a, like a pretty good team next year yeah. or this year uh, coming. Uh, from a re-rate perspective, I would think, but um, fantastic young team that, that Mark's got. Um, almost feel uh, like I should never have traded uh, passed it to him, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates it. So uh, at least I think. A- anyway, and and for the fifth guy, I had Cernik uh, from uh, the Slammers, and the reason why I picked him was you know he, he had uh, uh, as a defenseman. Uh, 13 goals, 22 assists uh, for 35 points, and he was a plus 17. So uh, I thought he was deserving as at least a, a nod there. But um, in the end, it came down to three players. And and uh, I think I had – and actually I had um, to Chuck first, Wierenski second, and Dubois third. So I think that's how it kind of turned out, uh, mm-hmm. although Debrinkat was a pretty good uh, uh, fourth in my, in my mind. So – Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, I went with Kachuk first, of course, like you like you mentioned that that was a clear winner for me. I had Dubois, Wierenski, Debrinkat in that order next. Uh, so Freddie, 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 uh, and then uh, Elias Peterson was my fifth. And um, man, just another young addition to that uh, already incredible uh, championship team in Nova Scotia. But uh, Freddie, look out for them too. And and of course Seattle with uh, with Brady. Uh, so just some fantastic, uh, fantastic young talent coming up there for all of those teams. Uh, next, we look at the Mike Bossy, and of course, there was no voting on this one. This one, this goes to the player who scored the most goals this year. Man, this was tight. This was extremely tight. Steven Stamkos was the winner with uh, 46 goals, um, and Kane and Drysdale both just one goal back at 45 each. So, uh, so. Just a great year for all three of those. But Steven Stamkos from um, uh, from the Philadelphia Fire Ants, uh, winning that one with 46 goals. So, um, thoughts on that one at all? Or I mean, it's it's it's, it's a, a no-brainer too. But <laughs> I want to remind everybody that the last two years were Boston Colonial players and Nathan McKinnon and Ryan Kessler. So there you go. 
I had something. Where are they playing now? <laughs> uh, other teams for, oh, okay. for some weird reason. <laughs> but uh, and even even McKinnon. Well, you know, should I have traded him? We'll see after the draft lottery and. Oh, and, you got you, how, you got you definitely got a lot of pieces out of that one too. So we'll, we'll we see go. how it yeah. looks, but. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, McKinnon, another great year this year, so he should be looking good going into next year as well, of course. But Stamkos uh, with a big win there. All right. Merrill Lemieux Award. Uh, going to the most assists uh, in the regular season. Top three were all defensemen. Uh, John Carlson, of course, leading the way. Uh, so our Bobby Orr winner also gets the Mario, uh, the Mario Lemieux Award for the most assists. Uh, putting up 71 assists, but it was tight. Brent Burns, 70 assists, and Mark Giordano, 69 assists. So, man, just uh, two two assists separating from first from third in that one, and uh, all all having great years. Yeah, great great quarterbacks to have on your power play, right? So for sure, for sure. So John Carlson, Nova Scotia. Uh, Brent Burns, of course, Havana, and uh, Mark Giordano with the Calgary Mustangs. Uh, the Raymond Bork Award goes to the player with the highest plus-minus, and there we have Steven Stamkos. So he gets the most goals in the league and the and the highest plus-minus. Uh, you can see why I picked him for uh, for MVP, but um, but there were some close guys in uh, Derek Englund in Vancouver, uh, and of course uh, and of course from uh, Boston earlier on, and then uh, Nick Benino from Vancouver as well, from the Vancouver Island, I should say. Not uh, not Vancouver. I sometimes get the two mixed up when I just see Van there. But uh, <laughs> but of course Derek Angland of the Vancouver Island Norseman and Nick Bonino of the Vancouver Island Norseman both as runners up, both with plus 38. But Stephen Stamkos um, winning that one uh, for Philadelphia with uh, plus 45. Yeah, and that's why I had Angland in, in on on the Bobby Orr Trophy as well. Right. I thought, like I said, plus 38. That's that's pretty solid. So. Good defensive defense uh, there. So yeah, and now we come plus, to the most important offense. award, the most important <laughs> award of the of the all the awards, of course, the Dave Schultz Award. Uh, of course, this is this goes to the uh, as the league calls it the biggest badass uh, amassing the most <laughs> penalty minutes in the league, uh, and that was Dylan Hetherington of the dun, 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 Banff Rockies. So you know, I, I counted up the awards won won this year by uh, teams in Alberta, and uh, and of course the clear champion is the Banff Rockies. They have a one award there, uh, the Dave Schultz Award. Dylan Hetherington <laughs> uh, runners up Ian Cole from Brandon and uh, and Brady Kachuk from uh, Seattle. Brady Kachuk, a rookie, third in the, in penalty minutes in the league. Wow, that is. Gonna be one tough ombre for years to come. <laughs> Aren't you trading him, Dylan Hetherington? I am taking offers for everybody out there. I am taking offers. You know, you need that guy to uh, to police your your team, make sure nobody's uh, getting uh, getting their bell rung, and uh, so you want uh, you want Dylan Dylan Hetherington on your team. I will I will take offers. Uh, I'll be listening. I'll be uh, watching those emails fly in. For uh, for my stud award winner there, uh, we already Speaking talked of, about the global uh, global hockey association championship that went to the Pen- Penticton Clam Chumpers. Uh, they won the GHA uh, big prize over the Tampa Bay Rebellion. Um, really thought uh, Jasper had a chance this year at the Avalanche, but uh, they ran into Penticton. It was a good series. Uh, I believe that one went seven, but uh, Penticton pulled that one out and went on to win the went on to win it. So. Congratulations to Don on that one and uh, Tampa Bay. 
you know, Havana had a lot of uh, had a lot of guys in the whether either winning awards this year or um, or runners up in areas or all sorts of stuff. So Havana, of course, an incredible year as well. Uh, Don, you know, with with uh, Penticton winning it, and I think Don was in the. Um, did he make the semifinals this year? I think he did, didn't he? Was, did he play Vancouver in the semifinals? Oh, shoot, let's look. I, I think can't so. remember, but I I think he did it because I'm if I'm thinking back, uh, I'm thinking back, thinking that Don was actually had a team in the semifinals in the uh, GHA and the semifinals at the same time, of course, in in the big one in the SICHL. If I'm yeah, not he mistaken. lost he lost to Nova Scotia four two. Yeah, so. So Don, wow, that's uh, he's got the pipeline obviously coming up. That Penticton team, and uh, and he already has a, a championship caliber team up with the uh, uh, up in the big club with the uh, with the Huskies. So look out for look out for Don, that's for sure. Smartitude Cup, Smartitude Cup goes to last year's SICHL Continental Champ, um, and that is Sylvain. So Sylvain Tremblay. Um, winning the uh, Smartitude Cup, and uh, and well done to him. He he uh, he called. He got 11, 11 correct with six bullseyes. So uh, so way to go, Sylvain. He knows his stuff, and obviously knows his stuff if he can win that SICHL uh, uh, Continental Cup the year before. Runners up: Matt McInnes uh, from the Vancouver Island Norsemen, Chris Baker from the Toronto Metropolitans. Both had 10 correct with four bullseyes. Congratulations to both of them as well. No, for sure. Um, I, this is one award I'm probably never going to win <laughs> because I'm a ho- I pick a lot of homer picks. So um, anyway, I think actually, I think last actually, year I think last year in the Smart Two Cup I went 0 for 8 in the first round. I like it, like that that take, that actually takes a lot of talent to to go 0 for 8. I think you know like. That is hard to do to to go over eight. That's really hard to do. So uh, I, I won't say I'm proud of that, but uh, just say that the takes some sort of talent. It might be might be immense, uh, hor- like just being horrendous that kind of talent. But um, anyways, yeah. So uh, those are our awards this year. Um, thanks very much, uh, Gary. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, for another overtime here and. Um, I know you're looking forward to this Sunday. Do we have a time for that? Uh, this Sunday for the uh, for the SICHL um, lottery draft I lottery. Think, I think McCray's at seven o'clock, but but who knows? Um, I'm hoping that it's this weekend. I'm just this the suspense is killing me, and I, <laughs> and I know I'm probably going to lose. And I'll probably, but the worst case of there, I finish fifth, uh, which isn't bad when you look at the players available yeah. in that top five. Yeah top 10 i mean i think any 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 place you get there i mean yeah you, you may not get uh uh lafreniere but uh you know you you've got some other uh pretty good uh, picks there to, to pick from so i'm looking forward to it uh and i will actually put a plug out because i know uh what's his name there from uh, my uh, my nemesis from uh, london has been trying to to uh trade ben bishop so if if anybody's looking for a goalie he's trying to trade ben bishop so i'll help him out by giving him a plug there so and uh you would have heard it uh earlier on on the show as well there's another goalie out there for trade uh and uh and his name is mark andre Fleury. that's uh that's been floated around as well so there's a couple goalies on the market uh we know going into uh going into the the um 
the draft. So maybe maybe some draft picks moving. Um, I had no idea you were excited about this draft lottery coming up. I couldn't tell at all from Twitter. <laughs> we got a nice uh, countdown coming down there from uh, from uh, the Colonial, so that, that's good. Um, it's funny, though. It's It really <laughs> is funny because um, when I went into this rebuild, this is kind of – I just became excited about it, just excited to – to scout, to look at, you know, different players and, and plan and not get and not reverse that kind of um, that plan. Like the plan is just is to stay on track, mm-hmm. draft players, build the team like you and others have done. Uh, you mean, your teams are looking scary. Even McCray's got a scary looking team just by and I, actually. Did he not win the, the, the lottery last year? He did. Freddie. So Freddie has has three of the four uh the the final four for uh for the calder or sorry for the um for the uh solani this year and uh and then he wins the uh <laughs> wins the draft lottery last year against jack hughes um yeah that was uh <laughs> yeah so uh, <laughs> so scary like you said just just scary uh i myself am really looking forward to it as well um and uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But I have to say that uh, you're right. There's there's lot there's just lots of talent this year. I, I I do think that it just falls off an absolute cliff after pick 17. Personally, I think I think after pick 17 exactly, it just falls off a cliff this year. So if you're looking for the 17th overall pick in the draft this year, you can always uh, send a, an offer to the Banff Rockies. We'll be listening and. Uh, and yeah, if you're if you're hey. looking for that 17th overall pick, we will take offers. <laughs> hey, if you think if you, if that's your thought on on the whole process, I'll take 17 from you. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gary, thanks so much. I always appreciate it, and uh, great insight into the awards this year. And of course, thank you as well to to Eric Eric uh, Schneider for the uh, for that fantastic write up uh, about for the awards ceremony. Uh, I would have loved to be there for that. For that sounded like it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm a bit jealous of Mark getting to uh, getting to witness all that, but um, but yeah, lots of fun there. So thanks, Gary. You know, it it only took two months to to, to be published. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> what are you been, celebrating? Have you been waiting right. for the next podcast? <laughs> exactly. So have we? No. Um, yeah, Gary. Thanks very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Lyle. Take care. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. That'll do it for episode seven of the Supremely Intercontinental podcast. I'd like to thank Portland Buckaroos GM Jeff Caldwell and Boston Colonials GM Gary Graves. If you have an idea for an episode or would just like to be on the podcast, please DM me on Twitter at SICHL Rockies. Thanks for listening.